Hey, it's Stu with Bitcoin and Financial Independence. And I was talking with my friend the other day and he was trying to think of ways that he could get more Bitcoin, possibly with leverage. We were talking about that. And I know that's a kind of an interesting subject. So I wanted to talk about that today because it's a risky topic. And I think for people that really get it or get the sense of FOMO uh, that maybe Bitcoin will go up soon with BlackRock filing an ETF and all this stuff, um, ARK Invest says that they're in front of the line to get their spot ETF approved before BlackRock, if they are going to get approved at all or rejected. Um, I don't really know the difference between the two ETFs. Maybe they have different structures or setups, so that could factor into why one would get approved or not. But Kathy Wood over at ARK Invest has said that there's a good chance that she gets a decision before BlackRock, whether positive or negative. But you know what's interesting is that Bitcoin spot ETFs have been considered safe in Canada, Germany, Brazil, Singapore, and now Hong Kong. They have listed their first spot ETF, and yet in America, we still don't. So it kind of makes you think a little bit about why that is and what they think they're protecting us from. But uh, anyway, back to the topic at hand. My friend said to me, trying to think of another good way to leverage and get more Bitcoin. And what I would say, first and foremost, is that leverage and Bitcoin don't mix. I know from experience because I borrowed against my house to get allocated in 2021 as we approached all-time highs. Don't really regret it, uh, but I am still down on my overall investment and I am still paying it off and probably will be for the next year or so. But we're talking about leverage, so let's talk about it. I wanted to at least broach the subject. And so what I told my friend is that you always have the option of borrowing against your house. You can either get a home equity loan, which is kind of like a second mortgage that's I think is usually a fixed rate. And this is assuming that you have a good chunk of equity that you can do. Usually you can get up to 80% loan to value. So if you have a house for simple numbers, we'll say $100,000 and you owe 80,000, you probably can't get a loan. But if you owe 60,000, you can probably get a $20,000 loan that would take you up to 80%. So that's why I used $100,000, although it's very hard to find a home at that price. Just for simple math, you have to have some bandwidth there of what you originally bought and what you originally loaned against your house to be able to jump back up to 80% of your home equity has been borrowed against and, and essentially tapped. But you've got the home equity loan as one option. The other would be a home equity line of credit. And that's what I did. This is a loan that is usually a variable rate and between 10 and 15 year terms. Uh, there's often promos with a really low first year rate and then it just goes to uh, whatever the market is. I have a three-year fixed uh, at less than 3%. And then after that, it goes to whatever the market rate is. So right now, I'd probably be paying 7 to 9% interest um, once my fixed rate goes down. So really, my goal is to get it paid off in the next year because it's been two years since I got it. So the other thing is that you really have to understand this is extremely risky, especially if you are single income, because if you lose your job and you don't have enough assets to make your payments and you don't have an emergency fund before you find a new job, you could lose your house and be foreclosed on. So not something I really recommend, although this is what I did. I really strongly advise against doing this. Uh, another way to do it, uh, this is also somewhat risky, but there's this platform called Ledin. That's L-E-D-N. And they have a program. It's called the B2X program. And uh, I think to put it simply, what it does is if you transfer, for simple math, we'll say one whole Bitcoin to B2X, they would 
loan you a second Bitcoin. So basically now in your account, you would have two Bitcoins. So you put in one, you get two. And you finance the second Bitcoin. But you get to hold on to that second Bitcoin the whole time while you are making your payments and you get whatever gains or losses come with it. But you do get to double the amount of Bitcoin that you had before. And I know this uh, one Bitcoiner, pretty prominent, uh, named Dan Held, has been associated with Ledin. They seem to be a pretty good exchange. They have uh, what's known as proof of reserves, where they get a third-party audit. And basically, from what I can tell, they, they keep everything fully reserved. They don't rehypothecate or do fractional reserve banking with your Bitcoin, like BlockFi, Celsius, Voyager, and our friends that are no longer with us that got FTXed. So I'm looking at the FAQ for this B2X loan, and it may not be available in your jurisdiction. But if you have a balance in your Bitcoin savings account with Ledin, then you can access a loan in US dollars of equal value to the Bitcoin you select to buy more. So like I said, you double your Bitcoin position and the original Bitcoin holding. So for example, you have one Bitcoin. Now you get two. And that second one is financed in US dollars with the original Bitcoin that you put up is now the collateral for the loan. And the minimum amount you could do this with is $500. So that's less than 2% of a Bitcoin. You could put in $500 of Bitcoin and get an extra $500 of Bitcoin really quick and easy and apply for a B2X loan. There's a calculator on the site and you enter the amount that you want to collateralize and they just simply multiply it by two, like I said. Once you have confirmed that amount, then you place the order and wait for confirmation. I think it's pretty instantaneous in most cases. But anyway, you can also close this loan out uh, just through a request on the platform. You can repay the outstanding amount before the payments are actually due. But let's take a look at how this looks on the front end. If I play with their calculator and I just say we're going to put up 0.1 Bitcoin. So I would end up with 0.2 Bitcoins. 0.1 Bitcoin right now is about $3,000 and I am getting a loan, it says the loan to purchase Bitcoin is $3,075. The annual interest rate on that loan is 10.9%. So that's significantly more than a HELOC in most instances or a home equity loan, but it is lower than a credit card. And it also has this 2% administration fee. So the loan total, including fees, would be 12.9% APR your annual percentage rate. I see this disclaimer on the website or this warning message on the website where it may take up to 48 hours for your application to be evaluated and approved or not. And it looks like the term is 12 months. So you have to be able to come up with, in my example, $3,000 cash over the next 12 months. So that's about $250 a month. We'll say $300 a month. It depends on the interest as well. But yeah, you have to pay that back relatively quick. So if you've got really good cash flow, dual income, I would say that this is less risky than borrowing against your house. But it's not something I would necessarily advise either. This is something that you don't want to get ahead of yourself with. And, and let's just say that you have a lot of Bitcoin, but not a huge income or not a huge amount of cash to pay towards this type of loan. And this is not something you want to rush into. You really just have to be smart about it and look at the pros and cons of the situation. You know, I did this with my house with 0% interest credit cards. Um, I had to pay for a remodel on my house. Uh, I talk about that back in my real estate episodes. But we could do the same thing, kind of self-financing. What I did is my wife and I took out a couple of 0% credit cards. 
and I got limits of say six to 12,000 or something like that. And I just started putting all my monthly expenses like gas, food, and utilities. And I just loaded up my monthly expenses every month. We'll say my monthly expenses are 3,000 a month. I put it all on the 0% card. And then I put the rest into paying for my home and cash flowing it. And then I do that for six months, 3,000 a month, I load it onto the card. Well, now I have six months that I have to start paying an additional $3,000 a month to pay off that card before it's due at the end of the year. So again, you have to be smart about jumping into a loan like this and make sure that your cash flow is good, your income, your job is secure, because you may end up with penalties and fees, and I'm not sure what happens uh, exactly. I didn't read enough on the lead in terms to know what happens with the lead in loans if you end up defaulting or not making your payments in time. So there's a good amount of risk there. And although they are fully reserved and whatnot, you also still have your Bitcoin on an exchange and it's not in cold storage. So again, it, it could be a honeypot. They could be hacked. There's an increased surface area for a hack or an attack on your Bitcoin there or your account gets cracked. So anyway, that's the B2X product at Ledin uh, in a nutshell. You could also use Unchained Capital. Uh, you can have your Bitcoin in self-custody with Unchained Capital and you can actually get a loan and borrow against your Bitcoin, uh, get cash and you have to pay them interest. You could use that cash to buy more Bitcoin if you wanted to, but I believe the interest rate there is similar, uh, just over 10%. But I think it's a little bit more of a secure way to do things. You can borrow up to 50% of your Bitcoin as long as the amount is above 10K. So if you had 10K in Bitcoin at Unchained Capital, you could loan yourself 5,000. And so you're not getting as much as B2X and you're paying about the same interest rate but I think it's a little bit more secure because it's also in cold storage. I'm looking at the Unchained website a little bit more. They have this collaborative custody system that prevents rehypothecation. And so what they end up doing is when you normally use Unchained Capital, they are a self-custody solution where you set up two keys on two hardware devices and they hold one key. When you take a loan, I think you forfeit one of the keys. You give one to Unchained one to Choice, which is a company, uh, it's ran by Kingdom Trust. And then the other key you have. So there's three keys. No single person or company can move your Bitcoin. So it cannot be rehypothecated out from you. And there's no credit check. There's no invasive paperwork. You just get your loan and get your loan within two business days. And it says on the website that rates and fees vary by term lengths between 90 and 360 days. All loans have a maximum loan-to-value ratio based on the required Bitcoin collateral, and there may be fees assessed for overdue amounts. It may not be available in all states as well, but let's see. I'm seeing here, actually, the interest rate is 14%. I'm looking at the calculator now, and it has a minimum of 10000 For loans over 250 k get in touch. There's a link you have to click. So for simplicity's sake, I'm going to say we have a loan of $10,000, and it auto-populates my collateral of being 0.83 bitcoins and you can have the term payments of six payments or 12 at six payments the interest rate is 14 percent but there is a, an origination fee of 1.25 percent there's a finance charge of 815 dollars and the estimated loan to value is 40 percent and there is a first margin call price of 18,000 so if bitcoin falls to about 18,000 you're going to have to put up more collateral if you go to a 12-month payment, then the origination fee is higher, just a little bit, 1.5%, and your interest rate is also 15%. I don't see a way that I can over-collateralize and lower the loan-to-value rate of 40% that they allow you, but uh, I guess 
you can also book a consultation and see what they can do for you. Now, one more thing I came across is this company called Atomic Finance. The website is atomic.finance. It's an iOS app. There's an Android version coming soon. Uh, the website here says sound finance for sound money. Finally, a transparent way to earn returns on your Bitcoin without giving up custody. So they have this option strategy designed for every Bitcoiner, regardless of experience. There's over 200 Bitcoiners currently invested, 9,300 on the wait list. And they go through and they talk about all of these companies, these crypto banks that have failed over time. But basically, this is a covered call strategy that allows them to make money on your Bitcoin. And there are some people that I know from Twitter and respect their opinion, like uh, Lyle Pratt. I think I mentioned him in episode 82, but he says, I like atomic finance because it's transparent about risk. It allows you to draw a box around the risk you're taking so you can make rational decisions to limit your exposure. Other interest products are black boxes that expose you to unknowable amounts of risk. You know, I had spread my coins uh, across Block Voyager, Celsius, thinking that I was diversifying risk, but it doesn't really matter when they all have the same counterparty. So that was something I didn't really think about, but obviously it became a huge problem and I'm lucky I got out. But uh, Joe Burnett also says, after what happened to BlockFi, FTX, and Celsius in 2022, we've been reminded that counterparty risk in Bitcoin is as important as ever. I love that Atomic Finance uses native Bitcoin tech to build a product that is nearly trustless and eliminates counterparty risk. It's one of my favorite Bitcoin products, and I'm excited about the future of sound finance. So I don't know a whole lot more about their strategy and what they do exactly, other than it's just a, a covered call strategy. And I'm going to have them on the podcast sometime to try and explain what they do a little bit better. I was able to meet some people from their company over at the Swan House in Miami. So that's another idea, another way that you could earn a little bit more Bitcoin and you can self-custody as well. So uh, an extra bonus there. But I think it's on a hot wallet on their app and you have to have an iPhone. So again, all these have different pros and cons, different amounts of risk. If I had to choose any of these, I would have to say without knowing much that Atomic Finance sounds like uh, one of the better choices to me. And then doing a 0% credit card that you know you can pay off and, and uh, you know load up for six months and then pay back for six months. That might be a way to buy double or triple what you could normally buy on a monthly basis before you have to start paying it back. But then after that, I would say maybe borrowing against your house would probably be not the best choice. An unchained loan I like because it's uh, not rehypothecated and it's still in cold storage, self-custody. Unchained, I think, is better than leaden in that respect. You really just have to assess risk yourself. Uh, you have to know your job security. Uh, if you're a dual income household, that helps a ton. If you have really low expenses, you have a paid off house and a low chance of losing one or two jobs or you own your own business and you can see things out a little bit more, you have more control. I think those are all factors you need to take into consideration. But then going back to the overall goal uh, with my friend of just to get more Bitcoin, if you're coming from traditional finance, I would say uh, the safest option that requires no debt and no jumping through hoops and no financing would be to transfer a Roth IRA or a 401k traditional IRA over to Swan or Unchain Capital and hold Bitcoin directly in your IRA. I recently did this with Swan Bitcoin and was able to increase the amount of Bitcoin I hold significantly without having to give up my emergency fund. And luckily, I was able to get most of that in before the recent jump in price and get most of that allocated here. I would say if you have those type of 
accounts or resources, those would be one of the better safe options. Or you can even just open an account from scratch and contribute up to the limit, which for an IRA, whether traditional or uh, a Roth IRA, it's uh, 6500 Unless you are over a certain age, you can do a catch-up contribution. So Google that if it applies to you. But I think that's a pretty solid way is just to use a Roth IRA or to transfer one over. And it's really got me thinking about transferring more over from my IRA to continue that process. Uh, you know, I posted on Twitter uh, a little poll. I didn't get a ton of engagement, but I just said, I'm feeling some FOMO right now. I don't have a lot of dry powder left. What would you say are my best options? I could either roll over an IRA like I talked about. I could buy um, Bitcoin mining stocks because those usually trend with the Bitcoin price to some degree. Uh, so I, I said buy ticker symbol WGMI in HSA or basically buy mining stocks or I could buy miners as well. That's another way. I could do the lead-in B2X program or continue just my normal dollar cost averaging, just my normal buy $10 a day or $100 a week or something like that. And I only got five votes. It was a tie between transferring my IRA and continuing my normal dollar cost averaging. The lead-in B2X program got one vote and then buying the WGMI mining stocks in my health savings account or in my investment account got no votes. But I haven't talked about that ticker. I'll have to share more about it because it's basically, you could say, a basket of Bitcoin miners that are publicly traded and allocated probably smarter than how I'm allocating already in M1 Finance. But I'll do a podcast and try to dive deeper into that and share how that fund is set up if there's management fees and stuff like that. But anyway, that's my take. This is not financial advice. This is for educational purposes only. Remember to do your own research. In fact, you must do your own research. And leverage and Bitcoin do not mix well. You should be investing and saving in Bitcoin and these things. Only what you can afford to lose. You don't want to put yourself in a position to lose your house, to pay a ton of interest, or to pay a bunch of penalties and fees if you cannot make those interest payments. So make sure you are doing things in wisdom and order. And again, this is not financial advice. But remember that financial independence is doable, and I'll be back with you soon.